Hello, this is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Today on Executive Presence Morsels, we'll be sampling another bite-sized learning to help you be seen, be heard, and be elevated. Welcome to Executive Presence Morsels. This is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, and this is episode 199. I can't believe it. We're one episode away from 200 episodes. Thanks to you for listening and for all your support. Every once in a while, I'll get a random comment or a post or someone will send me an email, say I'm really enjoying listening to Executive Presence Morsels. And thank you so much when you do that. It just really inspires me and powers me to keep going. Um, it, it has been sort of difficult to juggle this and, and keep this up, but I enjoy it so much, and that little extra nudge of encouragement makes it uh, so much easier. So, so thank you um, for those of you who've had the chance to do that. So today we're going to talk about shifting status, and this um, topic um, came from a, a, a good colleague, a, a mentor of mine, Michael Orth at KPMG. Um, he, uh, before he became um, a, a communications and training type expert for, for KPMG, um, he had a career in acting and I imagine some improv type skills uh, as well. If you get to meet him, um, he's, you know, one of the most uh, entertaining, engaging people uh, you, you, you might meet. Um, so you wouldn't be surprised to hear me say that he had an acting type background. And uh, we had done a podcast a while ago when he was a guest uh, on my Why It Works podcast, and he talked about this topic, which I had never really thought about. And I've, I thought a lot about it, you know, since um, he shared it with me. And we called it, you know, generically or, or specifically power plays. And this whole sense of uh, the levels of power people may have in a room and how that can shift and how each person's level of power can impact how the other people respond in the room. And this was something I hadn't really thought about. It was really sort of a brilliant revelation to me. Um, I'll give you an example about how some leaders always have to be top dog, right? They always have to show that they're in charge, the smartest, they're the best, they're number one. Good for them. Not so good for them in terms of their teams, because what happens when uh, you can never have a better idea than the leader. You can never be given the chance to sort of take the lead, right? Because they're always coming over the top with the better idea. I think you know, and unfortunately, maybe many of you experienced it. It kills motivation, kills creativity, and it kills upward mobility, right? Because you never really get the chance to fully shine uh, and show what you're capable of. And counterintuitively, it prevents you from making mistakes. And that can be a bad thing because we often learn our limits and things we need to strengthen and improve from mistakes that we make and then subsequently correct, right? So it, it doesn't allow you to be the best you can be. Now, it can be very difficult for leaders, especially for newer leaders. And no matter how seasoned of a leader you are, if that's your style or you're insecure in some way, it, those leaders can have trouble sort of letting go of those reins. And you'll see in a lot of meetings, if there's a real high-level person in there, how the temperature of the room just changes so much from when they're there and then they leave to go to the bathroom or something. And then you'll notice the whole mood of the room changes. And I guess sort of what I want to talk about today in terms of shifting status, 
that doesn't have to be a coincidental thing. Like you can use this to your advantage, especially if you have a higher status. You can actually temporarily, and this is what Michael and I were talking about, you can actually lower your status. You can even elevate someone else's status to give them a chance to shine and to stretch their wings and to fly. And then you switch back when it's appropriate at a different point. And that can make a real, real difference. And I even experienced this myself when um, I was on a call. I don't know how many years it, it was ago. And, and I was kind of um, maybe the more senior person on the call. And I had to step away for a second. I could still hear, you know, I was still going to be on the call, but I couldn't participate anymore. So I asked someone else, a more junior person, to take the lead. But I was still able to listen in because, you know, um, I just need to step away and do something. I didn't need to not be able to listen. And you could just see how this person, uh, now that they were given the reins, that they were flourishing, they were growing, they were participating more, they were more engaged because my being there, in a way, um, almost sort of stifled that. So in this quite coincidental way, when I stepped away, I was able to see that very starkly. And, and now you can even do that intentionally where you can sort of have a meeting and, you know, you can go on a break and or ask people to handle some things without you and come back and see how that can unleash energy. And you can do this intentionally versus it's just when you leave the room <laughs> that, that, that everyone grows and gets the best results um, when you're a leader. Um, and also, even if you're not uh, the leader, you can see there are moments where you can temporarily have your status elevated if you have leaders that are open to this, where because of your expertise in a certain area, because of your initiative, because of your passion, because of the trust that other team members have in you, you can be temporarily elevated. And that's okay. Even if you're elevated over people who have a position higher than you, that's, if it's right in the moment, that's okay. And to have the confidence to make the most of that, be okay with that, not feel like you're threatening people. Um, again, as long as people you know or you know, in the group are open to being that. And that's the ideal situation, right? Not where you feel like you have to hide your light um, and not shine too brightly. No one really likes to work um, in, in that sort of environment. Or let me just say not no one, but like people who really want to grow and, and become their best. Typically, that's not a great environment uh, for them to be in. So remember, the world is fluid, right? And you can move your power status up and down. Michael Orth's power plays, and you can use this as a, to your advantage, especially when you're the, the leader and also uh, when you're not in the lead position. You can also recognize that and use that to your advantage. So what I'd love for you to do today is ask yourself, how capable are you of shifting up and down in terms of power status? How comfortable are you with it going down? Or even going up and, and seizing that mantle and saying, you know what, I deserve to lead in this moment. I deserve to have people listen and follow me and to really own that temporary sort of uh, elevation of power. Because people who can do that will be perceived as having more executive presence, which will give them more opportunities, which will allow them to grow into that in a more permanent um, you know, basis. This is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Thank you so much for listening to Executive Presence Morsels, Episode 199. Remember, it's not what you say, do, or wear. It's how you make people feel that generates executive presence. Nothing else matters.
if you like, please stay tuned for a preview of tomorrow's episode. Brought to you by our sponsors. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Have you ever shared a great idea only to be ignored or have someone else take the credit? Why do some people consistently seem to advance faster? Have you ever implemented performance feedback and expected things to change, only to have a new hurdle placed in front of you? I'm Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. After years of coaching clients and while writing my book, Unlock Your Executive Presence, I discovered executive presence is the key to unlocking your career. But what is it? How do you get it? And can it be taught? In my online course, Executive Presence and the Diversity Dilemma, we explore how executive presence works. You may be surprised to learn, as was I, that it has nothing to do with what you say, do, or wear. Most courses fail because they only teach you how to copy executive presence. We'll start off by revealing how it actually works, which is based on how you make people feel. Next, we'll explore the six degrees of executive presence, which will help you generate it on demand. Finally, We'll cover how to make your authenticity an asset, the power of introverts, and generating executive presence in virtual meetings. If you are a high potential professional with the skills to advance, but who is struggling to get the right attention, then this course is for you. The first module is free, so join us today on udemy.com so you can be seen, be heard, and be elevated. This is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, and welcome to a milestone episode, episode 200, as we, I I believe we're wrapping up Improv Week. Um, Today's episode is on truly listening, like truly listening, as opposed to kind of the half or fake listening that most of us, including uh, myself, uh, find ourselves doing um, often. So it's been a great journey till 200. I believe to meet my commitment for one year, we're going to have to go up to 261 or something like that. I forget the exact number. Um, that's the number of weekdays uh, since I started uh, a year from uh, that early July uh, date. But we will get there and I'm committed to not missing a single uh, weekday episode to make it to one year and then we'll see what we do next. So if you've been enjoying this, I would love for you to let me know via comment or an email or a text. Just let me know, Joe, keep going because I'm really enjoying this. Otherwise, I'm not really sure (laughs) what's going on in, you know, in, in the background, or I don't have a true measure of how helpful or not this is being. And if it's terrible, if you think it's terrible, and there's things that I can improve, I would love to know that as well. Um, So today, we're going to talk about listening, truly listening, and you know, improv, again, is the theme. And improvisation, right, strangely enough, isn't about being a great actor or being more creative than the next person. That's that's not 
the actual foundation, although those are skills that you really need. Improvisation depends for... Thanks for listening. Can't wait to be with you again. Join us next time for another tasty Executive Presence morsel.